here with the winner of the U.S. Open. Ash, just talk us through the day. Um, yeah, I guess I had a pretty good swim. I was really happy with where I came out. Um, and then I felt pretty horrible at the start of the bike. Um, and it was really difficult on, in that big group. Um, I was kind of at the back and I just saw a long row of women. I'm like, I can't go around anyone because there is no gaps there. I would, I'd have to pass about 10 people in one swoop. So um, it was really difficult. But then I was actually on the back end of a, of a break. And then once that group kind of got away, I, I tried to go around the girls, but they were already up the road. So um, it was, I had some really tough spots on the bike. Um, just looking at my power meter going, just, yeah, it was a little bit depressing and seeing the girls get away, but I actually think I found a bit of momentum towards the back end of the bike. Um, I was pretty uncomfortable. I was like super hot, um, but I really just tried to stay engaged and um, yeah, manage myself well. And I guess that paid off on the run. Yeah. Talk us through the pass that you made on Taylor for first. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, like I didn't really get her split coming off the bike because that would have been fairly depressing. Um, so no one probably wanted to tell me. So that was good. Um, but yeah, I just really, like I said, trying to manage myself well the whole way. And I had, I did not think that I would be able to catch like most of those girls. So um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I still can't believe I kind of did. So um, yeah, I have a lot of respect for all my competitors. So I'm just... Yeah, really thrilled that I could come away with the win. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then you're going back to Australia for a bit, and then what's next? Yeah, so I'm going back home to Australia on Monday. This was my last international race of the season, so a pretty good way to end the year. Um, I'll do Noosa Try at home, which is always a favourite of mine, and then, um, yeah, I'm getting married finally after Woo! a postponement because of COVID. So, um, yeah, lots of lots to look forward to still in 2022. So more exciting honeymoon in the works now, huh? Yeah, exactly. I guess. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, we're going to Tahiti, so that will be fun. Um, nice. Yeah, I, we're certainly half organised, but I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Congrats. Thank you. Good afternoon, listeners of Pro Tri News. You've got your favorite host uh, on the show here live right now, Pat Lemieux. I am joined, technically, I am joined by Kyle Glass. I'm not sure if we're going to be hearing from him today. I have today's second place finisher at the PTO US Open here in Dallas. And let me tell you, it was incredibly hot. Uh, I, Taylor, you were unfortunately... I had my shirt off the entire viewing time racing, and so that was just like something you had to deal with. So I apologize for that, but it was that it was that hot out today. We did we did see a we did see some brief moments of walking, and we'll get to that. But I think right now it's 4:15 on Saturday. We're right after the race. You're still at the venue. I think it'd be important to just hear from you today. Obviously, you were uh, massive massive hit at the race but let's my first question is about the swim and I think I was just getting text messages that people were very surprised in your swim was that something that surprised you or did you anticipate that this is how the swim was gonna break out and you and Lucy Charles were gonna have you know one minute two minute lead coming out of the water I don't think that you can predict that you'll be able to swim with Lucy Charles on any given day. Um, I did wait to, I don't know if the listeners know how the pontoon draw happened, 
but yesterday the top 10 you had to pick your pontoon spot um and it was within ranking order so i waited until the first three picked their spots and cat went in spot 29 lucy went in spot 28 ashley went in spot 27 and so um learning from my mistake in tokyo where i went on the other side of everyone else i thought you know what I'll trust my takeout speed for this race, and I just want to give myself a chance to get on Lucy's hip. I got on her feet fairly quickly, but then Sarah Perez-Sala was there. And then there was like a crucial moment, probably like 90 seconds in the race, and I'm like, you're gonna lose her, you're gonna lose her, like insert a surge and just try to get there. Um, and like, cause worst case is I don't get her, and then, but at least I tried. Um, and I inserted a surge and somehow Sarah didn't come with us. Um, and then once I was on her feet, it was easier to stay on her feet. It was, gr I was a little worried about the um, run out, but I'm like, you know what? She'll pull you the first lap and then just like hold your own. At least you won't have anyone on your feet. Um, but somehow I stayed with her the whole swim. Okay, and then coming out of T1, you had to take off a swim skin. Lucy did not have to take off a swim skin. I, I had you at only a 16 second deficit. Is that what you would have anticipated? I was thinking we were gonna see maybe closer to 30 seconds. Uh, tell us about what you thought when you, got onto your bike and you could you could visually see Lucy as you were exiting T1. Well, so that was the second time in my life that I've put on the sleeves. I think that was probably the trickier part um, because I opted to swim with my race kit down. Some people have like a long sleeve swim sleeve skin that covers it. Um, so I think it was the sleeves that took the longer than taking off the swim skin itself. But um, you could probably, so within those 16 seconds, you could probably break that up into what actually happened because then when the sleeves weren't off, I couldn't do as much. Like I took my cap and goggles off at the bin when I, in an IT race, I would be, I would take them off when I'm running and drop them in. So that's like a second here, two seconds there. Um, just something that I'll need to work on and figure out because also like the first part of the bike, I had my, this sleeve down to here and I had to kind of pull it up. So just need to figure that out. Okay. And you had 80 kilometers on the bike to assert your dominance. Well, it was like, I think my Garmin read like 50.75 miles. Slight difference more than 80, but pretty close, right? Okay, out there today, if you had told me my race was two minutes shorter, I would have been so happy. All right, fair enough. Okay, so you asserted your dom, you really started to assert your dominance on lap two of the bike. Tell us about the bike. What I had a very challenging time assessing was the wind. It was now breezy, but was it headwind on the way? Was it tailwind on the way out and headwind on the way back and then tell us about there are some little although it's flat there are some undulations that would spike your power so tell us about that well there yes it was definitely tailwind on the way out headwind on the way back for the most part the course isn't a complete straight line so it's a bit windy so sometimes you get a crosswind sometimes you get a little bit different um now the there were some undulations in the course and so you could say yes that might spike your power or it'll change your speed um and so my aim was kind of, I had kind of a range and hitting near the lower end of the range on the way out because I'd have the tailwind and then pushing a little harder going back. Um, but it kind of, my, I, I don't know what my power was, so. All right, finally, let's get to the run. Five lap run course, incredibly technical, uh, also with some, with some undulations. You had a, what was a four minute gap to Lucy uh, and ultimately six minutes to the chase group you had you know you really held strong the first two and a half laps and then we saw some some moments of i'd call it deep fatigue on you know with a lap and a half to go walk us through those five laps and just tell us about how it went down is that a pun intended <laughs> walk us through <laughs> i appreciate it oh i 
I kind of I kind of knew I was going to be in trouble um, by the end of the first lap. Um, coming back in, so think about it, like when you're coming back into transition, that was the headwind, and I was just not, I was struggling a little bit. Um, so it was probably the first lap I knew I was in trouble, and then it was just <laughs> salvation from there on. Well, super, super fun to watch you today. Obviously, it was, uh, it's, I had a blast. No, I had an absolute blast. Me and Kyle were hanging out. Uh, Kyle, give us your thoughts on the race quick, and then we'll, we'll say goodbye to Taylor. Um, I had a blast, and I mean, I, I don't, uh, I think, you know, spectating and enjoying the opportunity to, to see athletes race is something that every time I go to a race, I'm, I'm refreshed, and I think, wow, this is cool, and, and today, you know, it's a, it's a big prize purse. It felt like a championship-style race, and so it, it feels like when you guys jumped in the water, it feels like the stakes are high. Yeah. Kyle, yeah. I'll yeah. let you close it out. All right. Taylor, I've watched you race here multiple times. How is this one compared to the draft legal races that have been here? Also, actually, kind of ironically, I the last time I raced here was in 2014. I was leading probably until maybe 300 meters left in the run, and that was a sprint distance. Which was a sprint distance, um, and I got passed by two people there. So I guess I <laughs> beat it, or I improved from that was. But that was my second international race ever. That was over eight years ago. That was May 2014. So you know what? It it happens. I guess I'll just have to learn how to be better in Dallas. <laughs> I think I think now we also have um, kind of some insights as far as Pat kind of playing his cards close to the chest of what's going on with you. And so uh, what's next? How much do I tell Pat? No, I, I wouldn't tell Pat. I Pat's pretty good at secret holding, but I, I would tell him as much information as you can. But what's next? Well, so hopefully I will be racing WTS Cagliari in three weeks. That's October 8th, so the same day as the men's race in Kona. Um, that's an Olympic distance. And then um, I, I still, um, hopefully I'll race 70.3 Worlds. Nine days later is WTS Bermuda, and then the grand final in Abu Dhabi on November 25th. So we'll see. Nice, looking forward to it. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you for having me. I'm here with Lucy Charles Barclay, third place today. Battled a lot of adversity, just walk us through it. Uh, yeah, so I had a good swim, came out with Taylor, so we were in a great position. We had a nice gap on the other girls. Um, got to my bike, got out of T1, and straight away realized that I couldn't change gear, so I was actually stuck in the biggest gear, which at first was like, oh, it's okay, it's a dead flat course, this is fine. But then after one lap, I was like, my legs can't push this gear. So I was trying to shout to get a mechanic. Um, about halfway around on the second lap, the mechanic got to me, managed to change my battery, and then I had gears again. So. After that, I was like, right, let's refocus, get back in the zone. And then I felt like I was riding quite well at that point. Um, I had lost my nutrition. Then I had a few dramas getting bottles back in, um, which I think was just because I knew I'd lost time from the mechanical, so I was stressed. Um, but once we kind of got over all of that, I felt like I was riding strong. And then I guess the run really was just survival. Like, it was hot out there. So, yeah, just happy that I managed to kind of overcome all of that, keep my head together and still get on the podium. So not a bad day. No, not a bad day at all. So after this race, what did you think of the course and everything? Yeah, you know what? It was, I liked the course. I felt like the support was good. The swim actually felt quite long for 2K. So, and the times I guess kind of reflect that, but um, again, that's not really a problem for me. And then the bike course was really well supported. I feel like obviously I was pretty much riding my own race, um, but I felt like I got a lot of support from the crowds out there. I actually did quite like the course, the out and back and the kind of turns. Um, and then the run, yeah, the run was great. We had great support out there. 
the aid stations were crucial uh, just to keep yourself cool, get the nutrition on board. Um, yeah, so I liked it. That's good. And then this season hasn't been exactly textbook for you, so a lot of racing in the back half of the season. So just tell us what's next for you. Yeah, so obviously at the start of the year I had a big injury and actually to come back here and actually get a podium I think I would have been over the moon with at the beginning of the year. So I'll definitely take that. We'll kind of take a few days rest and then we are off to Hawaii. Nice. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, we got Flora Duffy here. Um, fourth place? Fifth place. What happened? Uh, I just had enough. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Today was interesting. I, I definitely I, I learned a lot in the Collins Cup race, and um, sort of made some changes. And I thought today would have gone a little bit better than it did. So I'm a kind of a little, yeah, quite, um, yeah, annoyed and just feeling all of those feelings when you have a bad race. And I'm sure everyone can relate. Um, but yeah, I just, I had a little mill meltdown when I went press Dan. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. And then I got passed. But yeah, I so, I made it back in sixth, which is not too bad, but I kind of wanted more. Still good money. And do you think you'll be back at this distance? Or are you going to focus on short course for a while? Um... Yes, I would like to be good at this distance. Um, I think it's difficult right now. The level is really high. So if you're sort of have one foot in one area and one foot in the other, I mean, most of my races this year have been one hour in length, which is completely different training to preparing for a three and a half hour race on a time trial bike. Um, so, I mean, I'm committed to building up to Paris. So I think only after then would I fully commit. But it's been fun to do something different and to put me out of my comfort zone. Um, but yeah, I guess I don't love getting hammered. <laughs> and then 70.3 Worlds, you got a wild card slot. So is that going to be the big focus for the last half of the year? Yes, I did get a wild card slot for 70.3 Worlds, which is a huge surprise to me. I did not think that would um, come through. So yeah, it kind of put a bit of a spanner in the works because... I'm sitting second in the World Triathlon Series, and I need to do good scores in the remaining races to try and defend my title. Um, but 70.3 Worlds is kind of smack in the middle of that, and the preparation for the two races are, are quite different. Um, so, I don't know, I guess after this race, I'm feeling a little wounded over this distance. Um, but yeah, 70.3 Worlds, I think is the focus and then I will just try to race as best I can in the world triathlon events um, at the same time it's an interesting balance so um, after this are you just gonna head straight home back to Boulder and then 70.3 worlds Bermuda yeah so I'm going back to Boulder tomorrow and I'll prepare for 70.3 worlds there but maybe I need to invite the one and only, the greatest training partner of all time, Chelsea Burns, to come train with me because I always race well after I spend a few weeks with Chelsea. Um, also podcast co-host. Um, but yeah, I'll be there in Boulder, 70.3 Worlds. And then the following weekend, actually it's nine days, is Bermuda. 
the World Triathlon event there. So it's kind of a tough double and very tricky for me because I want to race really well in Bermuda. Uh, but backing that up after 70.3 Worlds is really, I have no idea how that will go. Well, best of luck. We're excited to watch you race.